late to class without our homework. It's the Going Off <laughs> Podcast with Rap Critic and Muse. We've got two Patreon-requested album reviews we got to get to. Uh, first, we're going to start with one all the way back in the year of our Lord, 2008. Santigold by Santigold, requested by Fox Navarro. And if you have an album that you would like to hear us talk about on the show, it is a one-time pledge to either of our Patreon pages, that is patreon.com slash rapcritic or patreon.com slash muse. Uh, check the pages for details. Okay, now, 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 now muse, I, I want to know what you thought of this album. Um, I thought this album overall was all right. I thought it was very, it's a mixed bag and it sounded a lot better on paper. When you look it up on Wikipedia, the genres it spans, it's like, oh, it's rock, but it's also got, like, reggae and dub, and it's also kind of got these other elements, and it's like, whoa. And then you listen to it, and it's very indie 2008. I'm, I'm going to say that. I feel like with a decade removed, it's interesting to hear how other people have, like, eaten off the plate, so to say. Like, I feel like Rita Ora and Charlie XCX, like, they have eaten off huh. of this girl's plate so fucking hard. The fucking really bombastic beat, but with the high vocals that are, like, that have that echo effect that are really drown. You know what I mean? Like, really big and drowning out the sound. You know what I mean? When you put it like that, yeah, I, I could definitely see that. It's like pop shit, but it's way more challenging with the with percussion and in, in, in the way the instrumentals work and it's like in a way that like i see people like pop stars doing now that experimentation that really was not there in 2008 because in 2008 it was all party rock you know what i mean <laughs> in 2008 everyone was trying to sound like pitbull and shit you know it kind of leans more towards uh mia i got that too yeah it, it's like mia but if you could tell like the person could you know knew english as the first language you, you, you ever get that from some of her songs, or it's just like, t- hmm. This album is M.I.A. without the vague politics or the over-the-top experimental tracks, because M.I.A. had a really... Whatever the name of the album with Paper Planes on it, that album's really fucking dope, and I think it stands up, honestly. I think if people went back and listened to it today, it doesn't really sound... As dated as the Santa Gold album does. Oh, okay. And what you're talking about with, you know, the bombastic production and the percussions, instrumentation steals the show. I'm not that big of a fan of her vocals overall. I like it when it's like where she goes up at the end, where she goes like, doo-doo, as it lights out. That was the one where I was just like, this sounds the most like pop at first when I first heard it. And then later on, I was like, oh man, this is what I like the most though. <laughs> I gave a three to the opening track. Um, l- uh, no, actually, the highest rating I gave was a 3.5 to say ah. Oh, you, w- you weren't feeling unstoppable. Unstoppable? Uh, no. Every positive note I have is about the production. Mostly uh, a lot of props to the keyboards and the cool effects and samples they do. Yeah, uh, what was the one where it uses her, like, at the end of every line? Like, you hear, like, a... Um... Her going like, huh, something like that, like a descending line, and it's like used to just accent the end of the measure. I thought that was really cool. Starstruck, that, that's what it was. That one would have been better if the lyrics weren't so repetitive. I like how after, like in the second half of the album, a lot of the songs have a sort of drum beat that almost sounds like an ultrasound heartbeat. It's very machine. It's very 
kind of hollow. You know what I wrote uh, on one of these tracks? I wrote, uh, oh, it was on Unstoppable when she was doing the eh, eh, eh. And I was like, she sounds like Rihanna's weird cousin. And I like that because I kind of wish Rihanna was a little weirder. As I was listening to this album, there, there was that feel of like, I just want to listen to it because I just want to hear what sound she's going to do next, what weird thing is going to happen. It's not that I'm like a fan. It's just I just want to know where it's going next. And I think that in and of itself made it such a a great listen because it's like she's being experimental and I know she's going to do it more and it still kind of sounds good. So it's like I'm here for it, you know, but I don't necessarily know if it's like my favorite sound, but I I'm interested in it. And so it's like I'm at this weird intersection of like I'm not. I want to listen to this all the time, but it's just like, there is something about it when it is on. Like, I want to listen to it. You know what I mean? I would go ahead and agree. Uh, This probably isn't an album I'm going to revisit, but there are definitely some sounds on here that I really appreciated in the context of the album. Yeah, and and I do like, uh, I I will say, I like the mixture of the styles. I like the the sort of uh, Motown mixed with rock, mixed with dub mixed with ska especially i thought that was really cool i mean yeah you know you know me you know i mean that's just when i hear come out of nowhere i'm like hey (laughs) i I know exactly what you're talking about because he got you'll find a way which kind of had like a ska drum beat i have written down it sounds like first album no doubt bringing it back to fucking gwen stefani and shove it had that like reggae dub guitar yeah the boom, bucka, boom, bucka, bucka. I was like, okay. I, I don't know if I was feeling the rapper on the joint, but yeah, I definitely love the chorus. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of the features. They were doing a lot of really interesting stuff on here. Um, another track I have written down was another 3.5. Actually, I fucking missed it. Creator uh, with the jazzy drum beat. I have written down that it sounds like a cross between Gorillaz and M.I.A. When I say the album is dated, by the way, I, I don't mean that in it, it takes away points, but... I was listening to a lot of music like this in 2008. Mm. It's of its time. I don't really know if a lot of these tracks uh, stand up today, but I definitely appreciate all the limbs they went out on and how, yeah, like there's some tracks that sound a little ska. There's some that sound a little jazzier than others. There's one track on here. I didn't really like it. My Superman, where she kind of is doing like a sultry lounge singer type. Like, that was really underwhelming and forgettable. That was track six. You know me, I'm a big lyrics guy, right? And so I'm always, like, looking at the lyrics. But with this album, it did have that feel of just, like, I wasn't inspired to. And I'm not necessarily going to say that's, like, a bad thing, like, oh, because the lyrics are so bad. It just felt like I needed to just experience it. You know what I mean? It didn't really offer too much in the way of interesting lyrics. It was just more of an experience to, like you said, um, it was very fun to say like, oh, what are they going to try next? You know, what's the next song going to sound like? It was unstoppable. Okay, maybe I just heard it wrong. I thought she was saying, I got the big unstoppable. And I was just like, Uh, I got to be unstoppable. Yeah. And I I thought that lyric would have been better. You know, I got the big unstoppable. (laughs) What does that mean? I don't even know. I got the big I just thought that would have been dope. Like, all right, if you're just going to stop on the adjective, not even give me the noun. I mean, that's cool. It just kind of ended on kind of like a whisper, like I'm a lady and then Anne and then a remix of an earlier track. I was like, it whimpered out. It was a dope little project. That's the way I go. But it was a cool little project. Uh, yeah. What would you give uh, Santa Gold self-titled debut? I would give it the, like 3.75. I came out with a admirable two and a half. Oh, 
right. It was a nice try. Um, maybe a little too ambitious in some aspects because I think it suffered in other departments, mainly the lyrical. I think she was trying a little too hard with those higher notes mm. that just, they were just kind of grating. They're putting that effect on her voice for the effect that it has concerning this genre of music. But mm. at the same time, when she sings the higher points, I do kind of know if that effect was not there, this vocal performance would not be as strong. And those fucking choruses. A lot of the choruses are very weak and uh, repetitive. Yeah, I mean, shit, if it was the big Unstoppable, that would have been awesome. I gotta be Unstoppable? That's way too predictable. <laughs> the big Unstoppable would have bumped it up to that three. I, I think any lyric where it's like, oh, I gotta do this, it's just like, uh, <laughs> it feels like musical theater, you know, language, like, gotta get that girl, gotta win the big get, you know? <laughs> <laughs> This high school musical? Yeah, anytime someone says, gotta do this, you know, it feels <laughs> it feels like it's part of a slogan. It feels like it's the, you you gotta use, uh, you, you have to use gotta, because that's the, that's the cool word kids are using nowadays. You know what I mean? Like, you gotta eat. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta catch them all. You know what I'm saying? Hell you gotta. Mmm. Yeah. <laughs> It's the perfect buzzword that at the same time signifies being cool and young, but also signifies uh, having to acquire something. And Got responsibility. <laughs> yeah. I'm cool and carefree, but there's also things that have to be done. <laughs> like consuming checkers. Darren, I think we're having a bit too much fun. Oh, oh, oh okay. And I think it's time to switch gears and remove all fun, <laughs> because it's time for Dave... And psychodrama. Yo, this was requested by Al. A-L. And if you'd like to make a request, uh, go to patreon.com slash rapcritic. You know what to do. It's just Al requesting an album by Just Dave? Yeah. <laughs> wow. No, it's not Just Dave. That That's a different guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. It's not Just Dave. It's not Video Dave. It's Dave. <laughs> Dude, first of all, uh, when this person requested this, you know, people have been trying to get me into more UK and grime and stuff like that. And I'm like, I totally need to. I'm just lazy and it's not in front of me all the time. So I'm just, <laughs> don't get to it. You know what I mean? I'm just now getting into like K-pop pretty extensively. Mm. So I'm trying to branch out. I downloaded a fucking City Pop playlist after you talked about it last week, so I'm <laughs> listening to some fucking early 80s nice. Japanese pop music. I'm trying to expand my horizons. But yeah, as it comes with uh, UK rappers, uh, it's been very limited. I remember there was a group called Rhyme Asylum that I listened to some years back. It was like a rap collective. It was like three dudes, I think. And that was pretty dope. But I haven't really done too much more exploring since then. I remember Gorillas. They brought over a couple of dudes. Uh, Roots Maneuver. The dudes on the uh, the Gorillas uh, Clint Eastwood remix. Remember that shit? Five Life Cipher. I thought you were gonna talk about the dude on Hallelujah Money. <laughs> oh yeah. Getting into this album, dude. I gotta say this. Dude's name is just it, it, it's Dave. His name is fucking Dave. So I'm like, all right. I don't know. Maybe look look at me making assumptions. Because I'm just like, all right, dude, they Dave. You know, normal average. This shit gets so fucking deep. <laughs> when I got into this, I was like, oh, god damn. It's about fucking psychotherapy. I mean, it, it, you know, it's about going into therapy and dealing with your serious issues. And, dude, I fucking, can I just say this? I, I, I got to give him the slow clap. Because as I listened to the album the first time, you know, you, you hear the skits, you know what I mean? You hear a guy talking at the end of a couple of songs and you're like, all right, sounds like he's just like, 
you know, giving this guy compliments and telling him about, okay, oh, he kind of sounds like he's a psychologist. Oh, oh, psych. Oh, it's about, oh, shit, he did the fucking Kendrick Lamar. He pulled the fucking. <laughs> Every song relates to what the guy's saying before. I was like, ah, uh, you, you sly dog. It's <laughs> like, okay, I see you. I see you. Then on top of that, dude. I'm listening to the first song, Psycho, right? He's getting into it, this battle rap. So I'm like, I'm listening. It's like, all right, you know, we kind of nice. He nice with it. He's doing all right. He's cool. And then he gets to one line where he says, so who am I? Someone trying to live his best life. I just want to take a pretty woman for a test drive. If I bring it to my room and, and I press, I guarantee she's going to see the force like an ex-wife. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> And then, like, just that play on words. And then it was, like, another joint. What, what was it? Stratum. Where he, where he was talking about this chick. And he was just like, I never forget the day I found me the cutest combo brownie. And the chest in the back both bouncy. Trust me, everything shake, no soundy. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Dude, like, it, there was just, like, the way he would twist certain turns of phrase that you weren't fucking expecting. And it was just like, oh, shit. Oh. And then fucking Psycho at the end with that beat switch up. That's what I thought you were going to say where like, yeah, most of the track is like, whatever, battle rap shit. And then it's like, well, I'm depressed. And it like fucking, oh, it's going to be that kind of album. Yeah. And, and it worked perfectly. That's the thing, though. That was very effective. Yes. Yeah. First of all, he does the uh, the first song is called Psycho and the last song is called Drama. It's a nice introduction. And then Drama is... It's the fucking wrap-up. Like, it yeah. kind of, like, sums up everything you'd kind of heard up to now. And, like, the intro is very much like, I'm not psycho, but my life is. And then it's like, all right, now you're going to hear about my life for the rest of the album. And at the end, it's like, hey, that was my album. I hope you liked it. I, there's seriously, like, a line on there where it was like, I hope everyone got to hear about art. It was so carefree in the last track almost <laughs> that, like, it felt so relieved to get it off his shoulders that that was effective. That, like, hey, in that way, the concept album bit worked because for the most part, it really didn't you, for you me. Didn't dig it. I'm really talking to a therapist, and at the end of the song, he's going to be like, Oh, well, that's very interesting. And uh, gotta give. Okay, so tell me more about. It's like the most ham handed fucking introduction, that... introducing the next topic. Yeah, I think the idea is that it's just like, you know, it's kind of like uh, the way Kendrick Lamar wrote every line of the poem turning into its own song. It's just like every aspect of my therapy I'm going to talk about. I thought I was like, okay. Especially uh, Black, the the third track, where he gets into, oh my, like I almost don't even want to fucking spoil it. And this is another aspect where I thought it was really cool uh, talking about getting therapy. And recently that's been like a really big sort of thing in just like African diaspora in general. Like people have been talking a lot about like, you know, there's been lots of unaddressed trauma within lots of, you know, uh, black people all across the world and we need to start talking about it and one of the things is therapy and so that's why i thought it was like really cool like i wasn't expecting this album to be about that so what it was i was just like oh shit and then to specifically have a song that's about like this is the trauma that like black people have to go through you know what i mean and i was like holy god black is growing up around the barbershop mommy's saying stay away from trouble you're in the yard a lot studying for ages appreciating the chance you got because black is in your blood and you ain't even got the heart to stop black is stepping in for your mother because your father's gone and standing by your children when you haven't proven karma wrong like it was just mm. the way he would say certain things in terms of phrase would just be like it would just it would just 
just be enough to hook you. You know what I mean? Like that line saying, standing by your children when you haven't proven karma wrong. You know, there's that very real sense of like, you could have, but you didn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Yeah. I, I just really love like little ways that he writes things that really make it um bigger than, uh, I mean, that really makes it pop. Uh, Screwface Capital was one of my like favorite Oh, 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 fuck that location. Cause you know, he had a couple of, uh, you know, he had a couple of little love songs on here. You know, I ain't faulting mm, him. I ain't faulting mm, him. Uh, the, I will. The, the first part where he was like, what did he say? <laughs> he was like, uh, I'm like, I'm making works of art and you're like a work of art. <laughs> oh, dude. Fucking purple heart was so whack. That's what dude. it was. Yeah. I will absolutely <laughs> fault him for that track. That song could have. It's like this whole album was so fucking deep. It's like very introspective and it's it's making you think about all these things. It's like, man, I could really use a break. And then here's Purple Heart. And it's like, "Eh." I think you're going a little too light. (laughs) Yeah. Like some of the lyrics on there were so, so corny. They were cheesy as fuck. I honestly wasn't even feeling location either. Like I thought back to back, those tracks were pretty weak. When it got to the end though, that last minute, that shit was bopping though. I was like, because at first I was just like, all right, cool, love song, yeah. And then it was just like, I just remember a certain point where I was just like, my body just started moving and I had forgot. Like, it was just like, I was already moving and I was just like, hey, there was a beat switch up. Am I, like, my body already knew. I, I didn't even notice. <laughs> I wish I could say the same about, like, the production with fucking Santa Gold as I can on this because his album was, like, fucking dull. And I get it. I get it. It's deep topics. It's not supposed to be fun and bouncy but none of these beats were like memorable okay we heard the oceanville uh album right did you think the oceanville production on that joint was better than this i don't remember offhand i feel like they have a similar sort of production but that one did feel more smooth and like streamlined and like i felt like every track on that album i was dancing because i remember I, i was driving when i was listening to that album and it was like every song i was bopping to you know, it, this one does feel more generic, but again, it's the opposite of the Santa Gold album. You know, it's like, it's lyrics, lyrics, lyrics with this album. I think, and again, it's because it's that kind of album, it, there really isn't a lot of room or place for, like, lightheartedness. The clever turns of phrase in the wordplay that you were referencing earlier, they are in short supply. At least I thought so. You weren't, fi- uh, uh, what was Screwface Capital? He says, uh, we hit up a nigga and see who's on smoke when it's that time. You can run that shit there and it's cool, but you can't hear like a bad line. I thought that was all right. I thought that was all right when it, when it dropped. You know what I mean? He's all right. He's all right. You and he's got like, it? I mean, not not to the point where I'm going to give him crazy credit uh, But I mean like it. Screwface Capital, like you, you weren't feeling that. Dro- I thought that shit was fucking monumental. No, nah, not really. Like th- there were a couple songs on here that stood out uh, for obvious reasons, like Leslie. Yeah, I, um, I was about to get <laughs> <laughs> See, what's really funny, though, when you put it in the context of it's supposed to be a therapy session, and before Leslie, it, the song's environment, uh. he's talking about all that, and at the end of it, it's like, so, like, you ever just look around you and think about the lives of the people, you know, you meet? Every day. Like, can you imagine? Okay, I'll say this much. All of the transitions before make sense except for that one. (laughs) That one, A, makes no sense. And could you just put yourself as a fly on the wall? This therapist asks a simple question like that. Do you think he was ready for an 11-minute answer? (laughs) Like... 
what the fuck? Like, yeah, he just had this. That, in that way, that's how it didn't work for me. Is that it's like, this doesn't feel like a therapy session. Yeah, they had the song, and then they had to try to work in how it would relate to the album, you know? And I don't know if you noticed, but dude stole your catchphrase. What? Wait, what? Look. I didn't... <laughs> At the beginning of every song. I forgot look. about that! And it's like, you know what? It works, because he's about to hit you with some shit, so yeah. it's not unwarranted. But after a while, it was just kind of like... Hey, at least yeah. it's not like Jamaican <laughs> Jamaican artists that say, watch this. <laughs> watch me now. You got to look at him. <laughs> I just r- totally ripped all that, that off from Cedric the Entertainer. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Leslie, remember when it gets to the end and you hear the singing happen and I thought it was another uh. track? <laughs> like, I was just like, oh, shit. Like, it was like I heard, you know, I'm listening to the story and the way it unfolds. It's like at first you you think you know where it's going. You know, you're like, oh. All right, this is the, you know, um, um, woman's going through hard times and, you know, she has to deal with the bad boyfriend. And it was just like, oh, oh, it, it like it started getting so intricate in a way that I wasn't expecting. That was just like it pulls you in just from the nature of like, I thought this was going to be a simpler story. And now it's not. And I'm like, where the fuck is this going? And at first it feels like it's like slightly meandering and then it gets to its point And it's just like, oh, 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 <laughs> it's like, oh, God. Damn, oh shit. And then the song's over, and then I started hearing the singing, and so I'm already just sitting there like, man, that was hard, man. All right, what song we got next? And then I look at the, oh shit, it's still going. This is 11 minutes long. Oh, it still is. <laughs> so and I was like, I mean, was... hit me with it, but goddamn, I'm, I'm drained. You already won the song. Like, Jesus. <laughs> I didn't think that song needed that singing, like, at all. I think it would have been fine without it. it like, I thought it was cool, but. Mm-hmm. I, it could have been a full song without it. <laughs> like I didn't think she sounded that great, and I didn't think it really added much. In a song where this is a verse-chorus, verse-chorus sort of thing, that should yeah. have been that. But I think it was just like, where could you have interrupted the song to put a chorus? You know? Like, everything kind of builds. The chorus itself is like two lines. The, I don't know myself. Yeah. I oh, yeah, yeah. And then it's like right back into it. I thought that worked really well. Like it's a two fucking line chorus and then it's right fucking back to the story. It was a little hard to follow at times Mm -hmm. because it was so intricate. But as far as your fucking rap story goes, I thought this was definitely one of the better ones. Can I just say, though, whenever you see a song that's this long, you know, it's going to be a fucking bummer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Why is it in rap that we can't have like a 12 minute song and it's like, man, this is, that was fucking fun. That was like a mini party. No, it always has to be a fucking downer. You got rapper's delight and that's it. We're, we're fucking, <laughs> there's your 15 minute happy song. There was one lyric that I didn't understand. Okay, so there's one song where he goes like, you know, I got 99 out of 100 marks in, in class and my English questions. You know, I never being like, because he, he mentions it twice in one song, I think. Then in the last song, I think it's drama, he says, I didn't get 99 marks in English. I was faking it. I got 98 because I don't know what a vacation is. And I was like, wait, what? But... Wait, what's your point? The whole quiz was synonyms for relaxing, so I failed it. 
I didn't know what any of them meant. I got it. Dude. You don't know what any of these words mean because you don't do them. He's just slowly, slowly revealing that he actually just got like a 68 and over. Like, <laughs> it's like, all right, so maybe I only got a 70 or so, you know, like, that's what you're going to hear by the fifth album. Like, <laughs> like, look, I did my best and I got a 69. All right. It seems like I enjoyed the album a lot more than you did. though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you did. I, uh, I, I listened to it twice. And that second one was purely because I'd forgotten things about it because it didn't really stick with me all that well the first time. Yeah, I, I'm giving it like a three. Oh, uh, yeah, I give it a four and a half. I thought it was. I thought it was quite solid. Lyrics didn't grab me enough. Beats were so whatever. I liked that he he was talking at one point. He was like, "Yeah, I got people out here trying to push the keys, but so am I. But it's a." piano because because i play a piano that in itself isn't like a bad word play but (laughs) like it's it's a lame reason as to why there's like random piano playing on this album that i could have done without you know what it is it's like it's not that it's a it's not bad in and of itself it's the cheesiness with which he's saying it in the sense of like uh it's like jay-z saying Y'all rock, y'all uh, eat Molly and I rock Tom Ford. You know, it's just like, yeah, it's an interesting that you have uh, different and maybe more ambitious goals than other people, but it's not really directly related. <laughs> if nothing else, it taught me that he was the one playing the piano. And I was like, oh, okay. The whole album is so fucking dreary that like, I, I, when it's like, yeah, I kind of wish the pianos weren't here because they kind of like just kind of get in the way Sometimes it's like I'm giving up like cool, interesting beats for like piano solos. I think the weather in uh, the UK properly reflects the dour nature of the production. I could absolutely see that. Yeah. You know, every rapper is trying to represent where they're from and he had to represent the shitty weather of England. You know what I mean? I'll absolutely give him credit on the first three tracks I think were really good. I thought the album ended relatively well, too. Uh, Leslie, Voices, and Drama. But kind of in the middle, I just kind of got lost. I liked Voices where it was trying to be, like, really positive. I'm not sure if the chorus really got me as well. Like, the chorus didn't feel indicative of what it was trying to say. One of artists said about the song, I fell in love with optimism. The song is about being optimistic. But the chorus is, all my life I hear voices. I hear voices when I sleep. And the voices say that you're everything I need. I can't get them out of my head. That sounds like a dark song. Yeah. But this song's about being optimistic and being happy, but it sounds like it's about hearing voices and nightmares. I didn't get bothered by the production, but I, I could see how it's like, as soon as you say it, I'm like, yeah, if you threw me like three tracks, like I couldn't I couldn't name you the direct distinguishing features besides like the songs that I really loved. Screwface Capital, Environment, and Leslie were like my three favorite tracks on the album. Mm. Those stuck out to me, uh, and especially the joint where it kind of bops at the end. Oh, location? Yeah, yeah, location. Mm. (laughs) Where it just switches up and you hear that dude singing. Dude, I thought that shit, I was like, yo, throw a nice music video behind that. Put a remix where you get like an American rapper because, you know, Americans have to hear American voices and we're like, oh, that's a foreign thing. I don't like it. Oh, you got to get Justin Bieber for the Desposito remix. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) My three favorites were Psycho, Black, and Leslie. Black, I thought was a really fucking solid song. Psycho was a great introduction. And Leslie is just Leslie. That was gonna be the like that's the one where it's just like I mean if you don't if you don't like that one you're just an asshole. <laughs> that about wraps it up. 
uh, for this episode of the Going Off Podcast. Thank you very much for checking us out. Thank you very much to the two folks who requested the albums this week. Once again, if there's an album that you love or hate and you want to hear our take on it, head on over to either one of our Patreons, patreon.com slash rapcritic or patreon.com slash muse for details. Uh, follow us on Twitter, subscribe to us on YouTube. RC got the station head deal. I've got the Twitch yeah, deal. Buddy. We've both got Teespring stores. You could just... Possibilities are endless. The, the extended going off universe is open for you to explore. And if this is the first time listening to us, all of our old episodes are on iTunes and SoundCloud. Uh, just search going off podcast. It's G-O-I-N apostrophe off podcast. And until next week, I'm Muse. And I'm Rap Critic. And together with our hellish hate, we'll burn you all. That is your fate. <laughs>